0: Like if you think about how do I get more leverage in my life, there's only four skills you have to master. And if you master those, there's no constraints.
1: It was called forth from you. Life was demanding you answer the question.
0: It was literally, this is the thing that I need to put out in the world that I think I have a very unique perspective on that I haven't seen anybody talk about the way time.
2: You think about, like, the best in class, the people that perform at the highest levels, the love and the passion they have for their craft is undeniable. And it ruins their personal life in many cases. So trying to figure out how to keep the balance between being incredibly driven with big dreams and being able to manage, like, a, you know, a happy home, being a good father, a good mother, a good husband, you really tap into that. There's no one that has a more unique quality relationship than and him and his wife Renee. They, they really serve each other in a unique way. I feel like they have great clarity.
0: My wife and I, we do a retreat every quarter. The December one, though, is to design our preloaded year. It's got our relationship, goals, big rocks in there. It's got our personal, individual, like business stuff. It's got anything I've made commitments on, it's all there. So she does her preload year, I do mine, and then we integrate them. That's how I've been able to not only go back into business and be successful a couple more times, but have an incredible relationship with my wife and my two kids and in the life. And that's why this topic kept being the thing people asked me about. It's a bit meta, but the reason why I wrote that book is to buy back my time.
2: Okay, so, oh man, what a gift, what a blessing. We got right here in Coeur d'Alene, one of the most profound humans I've ever met, someone that is actually probably some of the reason why I'm here, if not a huge chunk of it. So Dan Martell, thank you. But um, this is someone not only do I look up to, but like, I aspire to be like, it's cool in life when you have people that are in close proximity to you, where you can learn and steal from their energy, sort of like the lighthouse that he is, and they can help feed you to the next version of yourself, like where all the scary dragons are gonna be fought. That's Dan for me. Dan's one of these people. Ed Milet's the one connected us. But not only is Dan one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, not only has he helped thousands of high-level CEOs from all over the planet, not only did he write one of the best books ever that I've ever read, New York Times best-selling book was it last year, Dan? Yep,
0: no buy this back year, your time. this year. Isn't wow. it crazy? That's yeah, still fresh. buy
2: back your time. Which, by the way, if you have not read this book, like we're going to dig into this Go topic. Get again. it. It's so sticky. Buy back your <laughs> time. Like, this is the ultimate freedom hack right there. And this is, like, when it comes down to real wealth, like, real success, like, this may be, like, the holy grail topic that you got to understand. So we're going to learn a lot here today with Dan Martel. We just had him at our coaching group here in Coeur and awesome. spoke to him. What a sick, it's like, amazing two hours
0: that was with Dan this morning. Great group, man. Mm-hmm. Just, like, super generous, on point, showed up eager to learn. The- Always a pleasure.
2: Coeur d'Alene, man. We got, we got a lot of gifted people in this community, but we are trying to exploit like the things that hold most people back And all that we do. Like, right now, all this is uncomfortable. It's scary. It, it, mm-hmm. You know, like to do this kind of shit, Like you need to be around people like this that are like literally the lighthouse. They show you the way, and you absorb that energy, and then you go do these types of things. And I've been lucky enough to, to get to know some people like this that really start with Ed, and that's where we connect, and here we are. So it's cool to have you in Coeur d'Alene, man really honored to do this but beyond all those things that he's done as a family man as a human as a person like this is just a good dude this is someone that like literally like Mm. i want to be like i'm gonna take you on the road bro this is good i appreciate it eric it's like (laughs) only
0: gassed me up yeah (laughs) thank you
2: (laughs) you. yeah there's a, a long line of that so Before we can get into the man we see today, I know there's a unique backstory here. The Dan you're seeing here today that is one of the most disciplined humans I know, didn't always start out this way, and I love this. like He's kind of a beacon of hope for a lot of people that may be overweight, they may be committing crimes, they may be out there fucked up, doing terrible shit in life. Dan is someone that can resonate with you. Like, so he speaks to a lot of different types of people. Not only does he speak to the Fortune 500 CEO, but he also speaks to the young 17-year-old who's breaking into cars, stealing shit, on drugs, whatever the deal. Dan was once there, and I'd love to just start there. We'd, we'd love to go to the, to the lows. Matt, what do you always say?
1: Oh, I once heard a profound <laughs> statement that you, know, you can only go as high as you've once been low and that, that notion of to have the humility to look at the lows opens up the highs. Yeah. And I, I I just feel that echo through your own personal life story. And, and you're humble about it. You're not a finished product, Dan, so we're, we're pumping Dan up. But he also carries himself. I'm um, a work in progress.
0: Yeah, but it's true. That's where
1: we like to start the show, man. Just start right there. Like Eric said, Like part of the mission to step into the light demands that people have the courage to confront the lows. So maybe take us to one of your first... Big lows.
0: I yeah. mean, I there, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of my first big low. Probably when I got diagnosed with ADHD when mm. I was eleven. And you
1: were eight, or
0: um, yeah, yeah, I said eight, but it was actually eleven. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny how like half your memories are not true. So <laughs> it's like it's just it's just statistics. So like, yeah, yeah. I try to do the I try to do the best job I can, but yeah, go yeah ahead. I think it was around eleven when I um I remember I went and met with. Uh, hmm. The doctor, her name was Doctor Ross, and she did like uh, interview with my mom and interview with me, and essentially they came to the consensus that there was probably a high chance that I had ADHD. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant, but obviously as a kid, I thought, well, there's something different about me. Yeah. And I felt like the beginning of like this feeling of being broken. Yeah. And I got put on uh, Ritalin at the time. I think it was like tw- ten or twenty milligrams, and um, and I hated the way it made me feel like the energetic outgoing you know kid that liked to build tree forts all of a sudden turned into mm. a bit of a zombie. Basile. Mm. Yeah. Dude, it like messed mm. with me and <laughs> what happened quickly is I tried to just not take it. Yeah. And it was pretty evident to my parents so then they got started playing this game with me of like hide it in his food. Oh fuck. Oh man. Yeah, so like terrible. I don't know. That was a, that was a big low because you know, all of a sudden, I'm not like the rest of the kids. It's
1: like your core self concept
0: is yeah. Yeah, I'm take, I'm being taken out of my class at school, put in a different class. I'm working with a specialist. Why do I have a specialist? Well, Dan's slow. Dan doesn't mm-hmm. behave. Dan acts out. Like, and it was almost like I started playing into that. So the more I acted mm-hmm. out, the more I was told I'm bad. The more I was told I'm bad, the more I believed it. The more I did stuff. And I mean, that was really like. Mm-hmm. That's what that started it, and then I ended up. You know, I, I had a huge anger issue as a kid. That was obviously a major challenge at the house. Um, I grew up in a home with an alcoholic mother and and a dad that was not around very often. He was in sales. You know, he had four kids. He didn't know any better. He did the best he could. Sure. But yeah, it was uh, it was a challenging. So I ended up uh, uh, introduced to drugs when I was 13, so fairly young, and. Man, like I do most things, I went all in. Yeah, yeah I become world class mm-hmm. at being a drug person, and just uh, in Canada. Yeah, 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 East Coast. Yeah, and ended up uh, getting into selling, um, spending time with people from the Hells Angels up in Montreal. As a kid. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, fifteen-year-old. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there, there's just so many dark moments. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you a story I've never shared which was, I was once at a party one of the dealers was having, again, 15 years old. Yeah, And one of the guys, all I hear is like commotion going on by the fire right in the backyard. And I'm like, what's going on? And this guy got so drunk and high, he grabbed his own dog and shot it. Fuck. And threw it on the fire. Unreal. Like Uh, the stuff I saw as a teenager. These are some bad dudes. Yeah. And it was just like... And it just spiraled out of control. I ended up in jail the first time. Juvenile attention when I was 15. Got out, said I would clean my act up. Lasted less than a day wow. that night. Literally, like, new friends. I had this plan, this major plan. Going to get my shit together. And, and then that, that went crazy for a year after that, where I just, I just went nuts. Drugs, high, daily, out of school, not in school, breaking the law, and everything came to a head when I was uh, I stole a car because mm. uh, the police were after me and figured I'd leave the the state province I was in and mm. took a routine, you know, it g- came off a highway in this small town to get some gas and there was a routine roadblock. Mm. I'm 16 and I pull up and the guy asked, the, the cop asked me for my driver's license and registration and I was like, well, it's, it's my mom's car and I forgot my driver's license and he's like, well, pull over to the side and I just took off. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like gunned it. And, wow. and actually, it was like, I remember before I stole the car, I had a gun sitting next to me. I had it in the backpack, and I said, if anything happens, I'm going to pull the gun and let the cops take my life. wow, That was a conscious thought that went through. A hundred percent. I didn't want to go back to prison. It was such a bad experience. Wow. I felt so bad about myself. And um, I an ended up... Game. Ended up in a neighborhood, uh, had some distance actually, and saw an open garage door and thought maybe I could pull in there and close the door and run out the back or something. Maybe I watched a couple too many (laughs) action movies. Mm -hmm. But I ended up smashing in the side of the house and um, and kind of like wasn't wearing a seatbelt. So like hit my head, everything kind of went off, airbags, and I went for the gun. Oh, fuck. And um, kept pulling on it and pulling on it, got stuck. So, for whatever reason, the cops uh, came up on the car, opened the door, grabbed me, pulled me out, and um, I woke up sober the next day in a jail cell, while wondering what my life was going to look like. Uh, oh man! Yeah, go low. <laughs> you guys wanted the go low, yeah, and that's that was the beginning of yeah. rock bottom, right? You know, and I think sometimes we hear it said all the time, like rock bottom is a great foundation to build from, yeah. If you're willing to call it rock bottom. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. So that's that was kind of where I gave up thinking I had the answers and just put my hands in the air and said, If God, you're you're help, you're there paying attention, like I could use some help. Yeah. Wow. Didn't believe in God at the time and Yeah. It it ended up being the the beginning of a, a slow journey out of the hole. For sure. Yeah, what a journey it was. Some of the
2: most incredible people I've personally met in my life, and then the stories that I know about, <clears throat> like, they rarely start off in cushy, happy places. I think the best people on Earth, they come out of hell. And they have the best stories to tell, and somehow, I don't know what it is, but you hear this over and over and over again, you see a process of leveraging, and it's clear that there's something there, especially even, like, kids with with it need Ritalin, or they, doctors say they need it. Like, our solution to problems as a society is bizarre, because there's so much talent trapped up in that type of energy that is really where some of the most gifted people that have ever lived on this planet, like they come from these circumstances and we try to dumb it down and, we, and it steers things in all kinds of bizarre directions, which is a whole different conversation, but to the main point of, of somehow out of that pain, there always sprouts these seeds mm. and they don't always end up like Danny, he's one of the rare cases. Mm but they always come from these unique places, these starting points, and I I know there's a lot of people out there that may feel like the things in life that were bad or that they're embarrassed by or that they fucked up on are the things they try to suppress and hold back, when really that may be the ammo that you're looking for to create momentum in your life and to really use that as as fuel. I love the people that decided, they made a decision to use that. It's just cool to, you know because I know your, your story, but to be able to hear that have our audience hear that and knowing the levels of success that you've come, it must feel so
1: good.
0: It's it, honestly looking back, it almost feels like a movie.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's you're weird. a different creature.
0: Today. <laughs> I'm not the same yeah, person. I, I mean, yeah, like I, I always yeah. tell people there's a difference between like people that go through a hard time and they have post traumatic stress disorder versus they have some other person has the exact same experience and they have post traumatic growth disorder. Yeah. yeah, like I got lucky I like that. that my lens and the meaning I associated to that moment was somebody's looking out for me. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be dead right now. Yeah. And I'm going to at least show up and honor that.
2: Was there one person that stepped in and sparked something in you? Can you credit like a, a momentous human in your life, a lighthouse for you at whatever age it was where, the, where some breakthrough sort of came through?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, what I love is that I think everybody has this beautiful gift, this power and this potential to believe in other people. Like, I think it's it's available to all of us. Mm. In real time, you see something awesome, you could say something. And what happened for me is I was I was in jail after that incident, I was there for months, and I uh, ended up getting in a fight. I was having breakfast with this kid. I don't know if you guys like, Eric, you're, you're built like a machine, so you might know a lot of people. But there was this kid named Kirk, and he was literally 15 and had an eight pack, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I was, I was chubby, I wasn't like kind of fit back then. And it was over coffee. Somebody, you know, Kirk grabs a coffee and pours it, and there's none left, and he goes, who's the goof that drank all the coffee? In prison, the word goof is, like, if so, you know, it's essentially, like, thrown down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody looks at me, and I have to, like, respond. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, the fight goes off, table gets flipped, the guards grab us, and they throw us in the hole. And the whole is solitary confinement. It is probably the most degrading thing you can do to a human. Mm-hmm. We're talking like strip down your underwear, lights on 24 hours a day, they let you out for only 30 minutes in the bullpen. Torturous. So you're locked down. Dude, yeah. it's it's crazy. Yeah. And they don't even tell you how long you're there for. Yeah. Oh yeah. And on the third day, after sitting there for hours just staring at like the stainless steel toilet and sink, you know, thinking about my life and what was gonna happen, um, the door opened up and there was this guard named Brian that that was looking at me. And Guard had been working in prison probably a decade at that point. Yeah. And he's just super disappointed. And he was like, you know, like, there's people in your life where you have a lot of respect for? Yeah. That was Brian. Even though he was a guard and most people don't respect guards, he was the kind of guy that would look the other way if you want to grab two desserts. Sure. You know, little things, simple things. Yeah. But, um, so I had a lot of respect for him. He was just shaking his head and he says, come with me. And, mm. you know, I follow him and we we leave the, kind of the detention area and then walking down the hallway on the way back to the cell block. And we walk past the door that goes into where the, the, yeah. the unit is, into the next door, which goes into the, um, to the guard unit. Like, no inmate is allowed in that area. Hmm. And I'm freaking out, my heart's going. Just
1: that gesture, yeah.
0: Why, why are we going here, right? We open the door, there's nobody in there. It's the first time I've ever seen on the inside of the two-way mirror. Right. Yeah. It's like we see it from our 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 cell unit, and um, he asked me to sit down. And he puts me in the corner, with my back to the to the unit. Everybody's in lockdown at that point, and he just grabs a chair, sits in front of me, and goes like, "Dan, what are you doing here?" And I said, "Well, I got in a fight with Kirk, you know." Yeah. He? Right. And he's like, "It was not that." He goes, "What are you doing here in prison?" And I was like, "High speed chase. I had guns, drugs." Yeah. And he just shakes his head and he goes, this doesn't make sense to me, man. Like, I've seen a ton of kids come and go and like, I see you stay out of trouble and I see you do the right thing. And like, I want you to know, like, you don't belong here. And in that moment, like, Hmm. it just like cracked me open that somebody- A security guy. Yeah, that had no, like, he would have gotten trouble having me there. Yeah, right. And for him to take the time to go get me, he was gone he was on vacation when the fight happened, to bring me back, to sit me down, to tell me like, dude, you don't belong here, yeah. man. And at first I didn't I was like, Why is he saying this? And then eventually my it's almost like my, my mind allowed it to register. Sure. And I and was tree, like, yeah. Okay, well Brian believes this, like yeah. He has no reason to say this. Maybe he's right. Maybe there's something like I, I didn't even fully buy in, but I was like, at least sure. It was like a crap. you know. Yeah. It's funny,
2: twenty five. I don't know how many twenty something years later, you're still talking about that today, like
0: dude. It, it was ah, like because because right after that, weeks later, I kept working. I was trying to get out to get released to this this therapeutic community, and eventually, I left like a couple months after, and that was the beginning of him planting a seed of the belief that I definitely didn't have in myself. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, it's funny what heroes look like. So often you think they're a big superhero with a cave, you know, and I love challenging people with this, especially as they think of their life, their mission, what they want to do on this planet, but anyone could be a hero. You just have to really get clarity around what that means, but just going out of your way to serve a troubled kid or like putting that type of of, uh, a reframing thing with that type of like lens will change your life. And I, and I really do that now. Because I made it a priority, I want to make sure I leave a mark. But it's so easy to just skip past and not pick up on these types of things, to be oblivious, to only care about like you know, like yourself. But to be that type of person, it's amazing. Like that security guard could be the actual reason this book was made. All oh,
0: he—he's these- he, the reason I'm alive. <laughs> there you like go. he Even knows more this. than I. That, right? So as you can imagine, it's really hard to get in touch with a prison guard. Yeah as an ex-prisoner. Oh, yeah. So it took it's years. Did wow. you work on yeah, that? Yeah, people oh, ask, I like, hear did this. you ever talk to Brian? Well, here's what's crazy. It probably took like eight years, OK? Because like I went to rehab. I still, like, you need, yeah. you need to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I got lucky that time. one of the caseworkers that worked at the rehab center, <laughs> she knew of him. And I worked through her to ask her, can you at least see if he's open to it? But here's the crazy part when we finally got to meet. He kind of doesn't really remember having the conversation. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Because he, he said has so that many. he said it to a lot of kids. Yeah. He. And that. What a gift. Fucking. What a champ. Wow. Yeah. What a champ. Wow. Yeah. Dude. He. Yeah. He did that. Yeah. He didn't have. You know. You know how yeah. amazing that is. That yeah. he deliberately took the time to sit back and and yeah. tell the kid about the positive things they see instead of being like every other prison guard that he did that so often that for him, it was a Monday. It's just
1: what he was
0: dude. Isn't like that to me is, I was like, man, I will always be like Brian. I will always slow down. If I see magic in somebody's heart, I'm going to let them know. I see it. It costs me nothing and could mean everything to that person. What's,
1: what's amazing hearing you share this on the back end of an earlier conversation in our coaching group that you shared one of, the areas you see in your own life that you still can grow tremendously is that you're not dreaming big enough. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that thread, <laughs> like here, here you were from there to here and you're not left with, well, you're left with gratitude obviously, but you, s- the profound Genesis of what you think is possible for who you are as a man and what, what's possible in life, how important that is. Like you're, you're still left with it. Like I'm not dreaming big enough and here you no. your accomplishments. I mean, Eric ticked off some of them, but they're incredible.
0: I I appreciate you guys saying that, but here's what I know, because I I know who I was created by,
1: Mm.
0: because I have a connection to my God. Mm. And I wasn't created by his image. Mm. And when I've connected with that, Mm. every time I have a limiting belief, I go, why? why, Why are you presenting yourself? And I remind myself, that's my journey, that's my opportunity. But anything I wanna do that I feel friction, fear, that I think is risky, That's my edges. That's where I'm like, it doesn't matter what it is. So there is no limit. It's just where am I willing to... What spaces am I willing to live in an uncomfortable state knowing that somebody's got my back, knowing that I'm here for a reason, knowing that there's... there's Like, people say to me, like, what's it like... (laughs) Because you have a big following to, like, have people recognize. You go, dude, I'm nobody. I'm zero. It's like, dude, don't even... Like, can you, do you understand how zero, like even the person, like name me a famous person, you know, and they'll say somebody's name, like even Gary V let's yeah. call it Gary Vee. Yeah. My dad does not know who Gary Vee is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. On the fragment of billions of people Dude, on the, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. And then
0: we go to countries. It's like nobody in yeah. India knows who yeah. Oprah is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so yeah. let's just stop trying to compare ourselves to anybody and just ask you yourself. Yeah. Are you truly playing big
1: enough? Are you, yeah. are you being a full steward of what you've been Yeah, given? like you've been yeah. given
0: the gifts. If you're alive and you've had it on your heart to do something, like I'm anytime. Playing. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just excited about the future. I just, I just want to keep creating, keep wanting to honor the people that supported me, the Bryans of the world, the, yeah. the Mark Pence and rehab, the, the mentors, the Eds, you know? Yep. Like mm. I just, yeah. I'm like, guys, they, they see more in me than I see in myself. I got to honor that. Yeah. that's mm. the power of a great mentor. It's, amazing.
2: Mm. it's cool to be able to trace it back to that story. The foundation of you is that's a good one, man. And just thinking about like as you emerged out of that version of yourself, now you're into business. Okay, now you're stepping up into, into the game of entrepreneurship. Where I think entrepreneurship, I challenge anyone, even whatever skill your craft your trade is, turn it into a business. But entrepreneurship, I think for me personally, was the, the gifts that gave me so much. I sank my teeth into something. You know took a bet on myself, and it really like transformed me completely and I never experienced that type of transformation before entrepreneurship. That was the the gift uh, of it, so it taught me a lot. I know you talk a lot about how entrepreneurship can shape shape you in a personal development like frame and it did this in all domains it really challenged you in many different ways. But when you first got into business, I know you 've exited several companies. Mm-hmm you now you know manage what 100 million dollars in a that's fund. my own capital yeah uh, you've written one of the best best selling books ever yeah. <laughs> i mean right i mean last year didn't it was it number 1
0: or number 2 next to atomic it was, habits it was number 2 and i love james but i told him you better <laughs> so, keep it, hustling cuz i'm coming for his yeah. spot it's i'm crazy. not going to stop like i'm yeah. not going to stop yeah. i texted him and that's he's like that, congrats I love that. but it's like <laughs> i'm coming for you
2: yeah man. a lot of success that's wrapped yeah. up into this whole topic about buying back your time i think for so many people that are in the rat race and they have big dreams and they're trying to escape and they're trying to leech on to podcasts like this and stories and extract whatever gold they can out of it to help propel their life, this may be the best actually singular topic to talk about. It's cool you actually wrote a whole book about it because I think what most people think about when they think of success, if you broke it down to the truth is they just want time. They want freedom. And so the the big game is you think, oh, well, I'm going to go after my dreams. I'm going to start slaying some dragons. I'm going to get into some, do some scary stuff. And they find what there is, they're a slave. They're now a slave to a new thing. It's a different, you know, entrepreneurship is not a gateway necessarily that guarantees you anything. I think most small businesses actually fail in the first years. There's all sorts of stats around this. We know them all, but it's not easy to break through. So I'm really curious to be able to tap into the mindset of Dan Martell. We got him right here. Thinking about how all this information came to be in that book, I want you to really start like the process of where things started clicking for you in business and really build up to this whole buy back your time concept because it's a fucking good one. If you haven't read the book, you guys go read it, adopt it, absorb it and actually do something with it. But it's this had to come from somewhere.
0: Yeah. So so what happened is I get out of rehab and I start this entrepreneurial journey right? Which I, like you mentioned, to me, it was like the best personal development program well, right. ever. I agree. Didn't know it at the time and struggled for years, seven years. You got to understand, I woke up every day to build a company, companies, something. I was like building apps, nobody would buy Built this other thing, built a mm. vacation rental site. So like I failed twice seriously. Like, mm. and you got to understand, I, nobody expected me to do anything positive with my life. Okay. So that was a gift that I had that, zero, my parents, my friends, my brothers and sisters ever thought Dan's gonna be successful. So like, we would just like for him to stay sober and stay out of jail. Sure, yeah. So when my dad, after the second failure says to me, you really should consider getting a normal job. Yeah. And I was like, I mm. can't do it. And he says, I'm really disappointed in you. Like, I'm like, dad, is this really the thing? Like yeah. out of everything I've ever done, this is the thing that's gonna make you disappointed. Yeah. And, and I almost gave up, man. Yeah, I almost man, gave up. Your, wow. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, shit, I've tried twice. Like seriously, at that point, I think I was 20 grand in debt at 23 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. Like I put, I got a line yeah. of credit, the bank. Yeah. Sure. It was all they're giving me. And I went all in and, and it messed it up again. And I almost gave up. And I just, I remember one day I was sitting there talking to my buddy and I was just like, Kind of like I didn't come this far, only to come this far. Mm. Like, there was like there was no proof yet that I was gonna be successful, but I could see my mind, I could see my habits, I could see I was getting better.
1: Momentum. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I was like,
0: yeah. one more try. But I had to change something, because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So at 23, for the first time in my life, check this out, I read a business book. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Prior I did that. I only yeah. read software books. Hmm, wow. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I did not read a business <clears throat> book. And I read my first business book, it was called Love is a Killer App amazing book. Most people have never heard of it, but it shaped my life. Hmm. And a few books later, I read The E Myth, yeah, The Entrepreneur Myth by yeah. Michael Gerber. And I said, That's what I'm missing. I need to hire a coach to teach me yeah. how to do what he wrote about. Yeah. So I hired this guy named Bob. He was an no EMIS e- certified coach. I'm 23. That's old. He's 1500 bucks a month yeah. US. I'm Canadian. That's like real, 20 real money. 20 years ago. That's yeah. real money. Yeah, For two calls a month. But I'll tell you, man, because I believe the transformation happens at the transaction. Yeah, yeah. I True. worked. I say that a lot. I worked. I showed, like, he would be like, do this. I would, I almost be like, can I hang up the phone right now and save the rest of the day? You know what I mean? Like, can we do 30 minutes now and 30 minutes next week? Because I just want to go work. Yeah. And dude, within within a year, Bob helped me do, we did almost a million in revenue. It's amazing. And I built that momentum. Now, here was where this book came from, is at 24, I started my third company, finally have success. I'm so scared that I'm gonna lose momentum, that I became a workaholic. Like when I mm. say I worked 100 hours a week, my wife is like, how could you work 100 hours a week? It doesn't make sense. I go, oh, it absolutely does, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? Ask Nick, I'd go to his birthday party with my laptop and sit there and work on contracts and emails while there's a full blown party going on around me. Like I, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I just, there was no yeah. off switch. sacrificing your
1: health. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, my family didn't see me. I put on a ton of Sorry. weight, like it was like full on. And I ended up at the time I was, I I had a girlfriend and you know, everything was going good in my business. We won all the awards fastest growing company in Canada. Like I'm young entrepreneur getting the accolades. I got a girlfriend. I decided to get engaged and it was probably like year three in the business that I'm working at the office. I look at my watch. I'm late. I'm supposed to be home. We're going to her parents' house for dinner and I rush home and I run up the stairs. We just bought this new house. I run up the stairs, and I open the door, and I find her in tears in the kitchen. And she can't even breathe. She's like, you know that ugly girl cry kind (laughs) of? You know what I mean? Like, she's (laughs) like, like just like, (laughs) just. And she literally takes off the ring, and drops it on the counter, and just says, I can't do this anymore. And this is seven weeks before the wedding, Mm. and walks past me, gets in her car, goes to her parents' house. And that was the last time we were together. That hurts. Mm. My whole world shattered. Yeah. Like everything I'd sacrificed to be successful in my business was for us. Oh, yeah. In your mind. Everything. My whole identity was like, I'm in a relationship with this woman and I have this business. Sure. And all of a sudden that falls apart. And what's crazy is it's six months before we get acquired. So this is what's bananas. And I know a lot of people are like, "Ooh, sounds like champagne problems. Like I become a multimillionaire at 28 after I exit that company. And I go into a depression because I have, I got yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, your purpose, yeah. Zero. I wake up and nobody cares if I get out of bed.
1: Yeah.
0: And and people, I, I like had anxiety attacks. I'm walking around with a rock in my pocket. My therapist is like, you know, the one good advice he gave me was like, water's good for the healing soul. You should get a boat. That was that was some good advice. So I ended up mm-hmm. getting a boat. But I, for a long time, I thought I would have to resolve to being single. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm. not a good person to be in a relationship with. Sure, not knowing yeah. what I know now, I mean, horrible. Mm. Mm. And, and that's where the beginning of the things I went on a journey to learn that I put in this book. You know, I, I, shortly after I exited the company, I moved to Silicon Valley to kind of, you know, do more investments in the tech scene. And I, I had a mentor there and he's the one that explained, cause I couldn't understand how do 20 year olds, you know, build these big companies, like one of my mentors built Uber, right? He was an investor in my company, Travis, and like I saw him build a company from zero to five thousand employees in four years. Wow! And so I learned a completely different way of building businesses through leverage. And yeah. and and I'm gonna give everybody the keys to the vault. It's there's only four ways to get leverage: capital, money, code, automation, AI, uh, collaboration, people, or content, SOPs, standard operating procedures that's it. There's only like, if you think about how do I get more leverage in my life, there's only four skills you have to master. Right. right? And if you master those, there's no constraints, right? Some people are capital constrained. Go learn how to raise money. Some people are team constraint. We'll go learn how to collaborate better. Or like, I don't know how to scale this in a repeatable way. We'll go learn how to create SOPs. Like at the end of the day, I watch these young kids get $50 million and grow. Wow. Right. Because they learn a different way. And, and that's how I've been able to not only go back into business and be successful a couple more times, but have an incredible relationship with my wife and my yeah. two kids and, and the life. And that's why this topic kept being the thing people asked me about. So it's kind of funny because it's it's a bit meta. But the reason why I wrote that book is to buy back my time. Mm. Sure, mm. because I was spending a lot of time trying to teach it. And so I've been teaching yeah, it for it was seventeen clearly, years. It
1: was called forth from you. Life was demanding you. It answer was the
0: literally question. this is the thing that I need to put out in the world that I think I have a very unique perspective on yeah. that I haven't seen anybody talk about it the way I talk no, about. Oh yeah. yeah, no,
2: it's like the Holy Grail too. But I think this is one of the most common problems in success, and this is where there's so many battles that happen behind the scenes and in the home. When someone is mission driven, they're locked horns on their goal, they have tunnel vision, like all the things required for success probably to happen in most cases. There are a lot of commonalities there, obviously. Like, success is an obsession. You think about like the best in class, the best athletes in the world, the people that perform at the highest levels, like, The love and the passion they have for their craft is undeniable. They dream about it, they sleep with it, they eat with it, they think with everywhere they go, it is Yeah, they allow
0: it to overwhelm them.
2: Yeah. And it ruins their personal life in many cases. So trying to figure out how to keep a balance between being incredibly driven with big dreams and being able to manage like a you know a happy home, being a good father, a good mother, a good, good husband, friend. A good, good yeah. friend, all that. Yeah. Yeah, you really tap into that. And what's cool now is like I, I know you at the, at the friend level and behind and behind the scenes, like there's no one that has a more unique quality relationship than in him and his wife, Renee. They they really serve each other in a unique way. I feel like they have great clarity. Like the the they, they understand there's a blueprint right there. And this is one of the things we teach in our p- program. Is the importance of clarity, and I found that most people don't have a lot of clarity. Mm. They don't. They even if they have a dream that's out there, they can it's see not it. In 4K. There's no blueprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you not four Exactly. Mm. Yeah. But you really lay that out in a really beautiful way in the book. The book goes through a lot of different things, but what, one of the places that I love to go is this whole idea of work smarter. We are just consumed by the content of harder hustle, and I love that. Trust me, it motivates me gets me out of bed, I mean, it's in, in alignment with my standards, that's, that's, that's kinda easy though. But the truth is, people work hard all over the world. There's 16 hour day workers, like 20 hour day workers that are left and right that don't have a lot to show for that work. They're chasing their tails in many respects. Um, so I don't think that that has any direct relationship with outcome, but what I do think has a direct relationship with outcome is leverage and this whole concept of working smarter. The book does do a beautiful job of outlining how to replicate yourself, how to just do things faster, better, smarter. But I think when you get the time back, most people struggle on how to compound that into something that will truly serve them. You talk about, okay, well, we want to give some of that time back to the things that you love, that you care about, that you want to do. Sure. Um, the other I- idea would be to go create more, to dive deeper into the things that like, you know, really going to get you closer to that greater version of yourself whatever that looks like. Uh, can you really like, dive deeper into that subject? Because I think this is going to serve, I'm always thinking how to give the audience like, the stuff that's just the most gold, this whole idea of, of buying your time back. There's so much into this topic of, of working smarter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we talk about this. Like, I don't believe in being busy or working hard. I believe in being productive, yeah, right? Because like like, every frontline worker, swinging a hammer, digging a hole, typing yeah. on a keyboard, if they're driven, they're going to go, I work hard and I don't see any of these results Eric or Dan's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And true. the reason why is because the when we say that, we mean do things that scare you. Do things that make you uncomfortable. If swinging mm-hmm. a hammer and working 16 hours, putting a roof on a house is pretty easy for you at this point, then you're yeah. missing the the boat. That's why, like, for me, when people look at their calendar, they should, you know, you should only do things that light you up, that make you money, like yeah. really make you money. And it yeah. may not be fun to do at the time because it freaks you out, but over time you'll learn to love sure. it, right? You do the reps. So I always say that you can't build a million dollar company off $10 tasks. It's, it's literally physically impossible. Sure. Yeah. Some people try and I've seen the data. Most accountants will tell you, we have two groups of small business accountants. Let's say I have two groups of customers. I have the people that are around 300K a year and I have the people that are under 2 million. Yeah. And the difference is the people at 300k are specialists because they don't know how to outs- they don't know how to delegate, yeah. right? And the people that are at two million or below, they don't know how to work through people to crack through the two million to get to ten, yeah. right? So there's actually a belief system in the way the owner approaches their work sure. that's always going to stop them. Mm. So when you look at your life through time and energy. Right, then it's really about pulling all the stuff that takes your energy out of your calendar. Mm-hmm. That's where you want to get really good at the four points of leverage, right? Predominantly mm-hmm. buying back your time through investments in technology or people sure. or whatever. And then go reinvest in you being better because a business will never grow past your capabilities as a leader. You know, John mm-hmm. Maxwell calls it the law of the lid. So if you don't have time to even do the stuff that could make you more money, and you don't have time to do the things that could grow your business by becoming more, then don't be upset in 12 months you, if you're doing the exact same thing.
1: Can you speak to that interface? You said the things that light you up and make you a lot yeah. of money. So there's like a, you know, there's this, I think there's in our human nature belief system, why well, can't do a thing that lights me up because it won't make me money. And if I, if I do the thing that makes me money, I'm neglecting the thing that lights me up. Like how do you, how do you coach your, one thing I appreciate about, about your work, Dan, is you're you're very practical, but you also blend in this this inspiring dimension, like and 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 trying discerning, like even the, even the genesis of this book, like man, is this what I'm supposed to do? So it's a very nebulous, abstract thing. Like maybe I need to call forth this, but you're also very practical yeah. temperamentally. So how do you coach your clients on that that combination, or even think about that topic? Yeah, the whole light can- you up.
0: Yeah. Most people, it's like, well, if I only do stuff that I enjoy doing, then I wouldn't, you know, what about the other stuff that i had done? I agree. You need to earn that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a hundred grand a year, don't tell me you're going to hire a COO. Yeah. And they're going to take care of all the stuff I don't want to do. You did not earn it. Yeah. So in the book, I talk about the buyback rate, right? What can you afford to pay somebody else to buy back an hour of your time? It's based on your ability to produce value or get paid. Yeah. Some people run the buyback rate formula and they go like, well, it's only $3. Well, I go, that's yeah. That's where you start. That's where <laughs> you start. So now you know. Yeah. So you should ask yourself, <laughs> how do I make it not $3? Yeah. Yeah. And I can tell you, it's probably either raising your prices or working with customers that value what you do or get it better at marketing yeah, and selling. And but like, yeah. I, I wish there was a better answer. There is no other answer. Yeah. You look at your calendar and you go, yeah. okay, 80% of this, I don't like doing, I suck at doing it, but it's got to get done. But there's a lot of low value tasks in there. So most people, I always ask them, I said, you know, what stuff that you still do today that you know if you properly train somebody else they could do sure. for a quarter of the, like what you charge a client? Yeah. And they have the list, but then all the fears come up. Yep. Well, what if they mess up? They're gonna make me look bad. I agree. Yeah. You need to buy back your time to go on a journey to work through that stuff. Sure. Cause that's a yeah. belief system yeah. because my belief is 80% done by somebody else is hundred percent freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. You know, so, so I good. have a different belief system that allows me to build companies incredibly fast. You don't, don't be upset about it. Just realize there's a skill gap and figure out what are the skills I got to go acquire. Right. But if you're like, well, I'm and already working too much. I can't do it. It's cause you haven't bought back your time. It's and, like, and you can get an intern.
1: And it's like you're conditioning yourself to go on the hunt for where you have an aversion, in a way. 100%. Like, like condition yourself as an entrepreneur, like, okay, where where do I have an aversion? Where's the dragon? And go right to that, because often that's the breakthrough.
0: Literally, I go, this is the question I ask myself all the time. If somebody bought my business tomorrow, what's the first thing they would change? Yeah,
2: that's a good point. Mm.
0: Right? Because you take all the emotion out of it. Mm. Then the follow-up to that, because I ask my clients this, is... What's stopping you from making that decision? That's a now dragon. That, I like that is a dragon. Yeah. That's the opportunity to work through something to get you the major unlock to grow. Sure.
1: That's where it is. Yeah.
0: I was obsessive with
2: a couple of things. I'm just thinking, like, reflecting on me, some of the instincts I had as I was coming up in the game. But I became really obsessive about this idea of, of doing things today that will save me time tomorrow. That was one. The other one that I became really obsessed about was at some point I realized, like, fuck, I've got to have more Eric Rocks. So I had to create more me's. And that's really where I I think a lot of things changed for me. I started trusting other people for the first time ever. And I started giving opportunity to people to really step into my shoes. And I really promoted that. And it did. It created a culture around it. It was almost like um, that energy. And we took someone that started from the very bottom of life, um, and now to see him thrive, but he was the first guy, you know, the person I'm thinking of that I sank my teeth into, and it was a game changer. The other one was systems and processes. So these were the kind of the three areas for me that changed everything, and those systems and processes in our businesses continued to evolve. The whole concept of building a culture around creating more Eric Rocks evolved, and it, it evolved through one person. Like now, kind of the, the, that same person I'm thinking about is now spreading that resource and taking everything that I learned, but it took me time to cultivate that, to nurture that, so that I could step out of this, and then start, it was crazy, once you step out of it, and you start looking around, well, what else can I do? All the best land deals in my life came from having the flexibility to go explore. Like, all the great relationships I developed that led me to countless riches, really, quite literally, came from, because I was not stuck in the day-to-day operation anymore. And it was really those systems and processes that as those evolved, I realized like, oh, this is how you replicate you know what I mean, having the same product in several locations, that whole obsessive you know, concept of how to do that. I like that we did it all organically. I, You know what I mean, like I, it, you kind of went through all the bumps so you appreciate it more, you know what I mean? I didn't have a lot of coaching ever, actually. I didn't think about it, like I just went through the fire and actually I learned most from my customers. I would tap in all these resources that constantly were around us and I sort of naturally you know, got a lot of mentorship just from little bits, tidbits from customers there were dream clients, but if people are out there thinking about how to take their small business to the next level, all this stuff that's coming out of this book is going to be gold because it'll reframe like your, your starting point in your mind. And that's what this book, it did. It sharpened all my like raw instincts into something that was tangible that I could see and now teach. And then it put a lot of new thoughts in there as well. Thanks
0: brother. Yeah, really no, cool. it's, um, at the end of the day, because I have a software background, like you, yeah. you mentioned, I'm very practical. Yeah. It's it's almost like I can't teach it if I can't back it up. Yeah. So like mathematically speaking, that's why it's called the buyback principle. It's a first principles approach. Like yeah, you yeah. can't argue with it's me ground. that yeah. if you can buy back anything in your calendar for a quarter of the cost of yep. what it you know you could get paid, that it's just pure leverage and math for you to create the space to grow and I teach you what to do with it. If you follow that process, you won't build a business that you grow to hate. Sure. And mm-hmm. if you don't, you'll probably end up hitting a pain line and deciding to shut it down or sell it or sabotage your own success because you didn't develop into the person who can yeah. receive that success, right? We we hear this all the time. I think Jim Rohn said it. it's like if somebody gave you a million dollars, you better hope you become a millionaire. Yeah. Because if yeah, not, you're going to yeah. lose it. Yeah. People think because they get a million dollars. It's the greatest
1: dollars. calamity if you're not prepared for yeah, it. So because I mean, yeah, because you haven't
0: earned it. If anything, I'm grateful that I wasn't given too much wealth when I hadn't learned how to manage it. Because yeah. I probably would have just gave it all back to the people who gave me in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And we just went through that experiment in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Not too long ago, where yeah. we gave everybody a bunch of money, and yeah. it turned out that all the people that had it in the first place just got a lot more. more yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. So, and it just yeah. inflamed everything else. Totally.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's like you need to create the space in your calendar to become the person who can deal with bigger sure. problems.
2: Mm. Yeah. I also want to attach to this message about really brand building. You are a great student or a teacher to a student who's looking at okay, why is a, a, a personal brand important?
1: Media. How do yeah. I
2: leverage that? I know you on a personal level, and it's amazing how far all in Dan Martell is when it comes to this whole concept of content, of media, of communicating to the world. And I know more now than ever how important it is. I only wish I was getting a start 10 years earlier, you know. but I was, I was dumb to it, I, I, did, I didn't see correctly. Now I see the power of it, I feel the power of it, and really impact is one of the primary motivators for me personally. It's what's helped me step in the light because it's uncomfortable. It is a scary thing to get out there and bury your soul in front of a camera. It's not fun. and I always thought, oh, they must be born this way, the people that are really good at it. the closer I've gotten to people that are are truly in the light and that are performing at a high level, I realize they feel the same fear you do. There's nothing there's no secret sauce that they were born with. Yeah. It never is comfortable, but they, they I think the why's gotta be more powerful than your insecurities. But you are a content machine. And now, like kind of hearing his primary dominating, like, what are you up to, Dan? It's more content. It's you think this is a lot, like it's more. He's he's doubling, tripling down mm-hmm. on this why
0: is personal brand important I just think you we got to change the word personal brand to reputation yeah I think like that's a lot of people get held so up really. by that because they don't realize that Character, when yeah. and what a cool world we live in where by helping other people we get to help ourselves I mean it's true it's my ability to recruit to get access to deals to sure. get access to influential people to support my charities to 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 teach at scale is all been amplified. It's almost like I made a decision after kind of analyzing my life and what do I wanna do and where do, again, what's green on my calendar, what's red. Yeah. And when I looked at like, where is bright green and dark green, I was like, it's doing things that only I can do. Yeah. Sharing my story, helping mm-hmm. other leaders, building companies. And I was like, well, I don't wanna wait, like what I'd done up to that point is, is just help people, which is great, but a lot of these conversations, I should have recorded. I should have sure. documented, mm. right? I didn't have to create content. I just had to document what you're already doing. Yeah. So then we all are, of a sudden, are, yeah. I just decided to make an investment in, like, and everybody wants to overcomplicate it. But here's the deal <laughs> I started with zero subscribers, just like everybody else. Yeah. I started, you know, my videographer a second ago, he asked me, he goes, Did you ever, were you ever nervous when you uh, did video? And I said, Dude, I, I used to give. Early days of doing videos, I would speak and like I couldn't string together a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell a story. Mm. I spent three months in a studio mm. practicing being able to just answer a question or teach something because I would ramble. Mm. So to go from the person who couldn't even shoot a video to now, you give me a topic and I'll give you, a, you want 15, you want 30, you want 45. Yeah. What yeah. do you need? You want four? Yeah. I can do four days. Yeah. I literally have. Yeah done the work, put in the reps, and I've left all my early videos. Sure. But go look at Joe Rogan's early videos. Go look at Marie Forleo. Go look at Gary Vee. Go look at mine. Yeah, they're not pretty. <laughs> no, they're not pretty, and they're not supposed to be. There's a, it it seems way. like
1: one of the pivots has to do with skill, obviously, talent and reps, but another one's like just internal, like being it's fierce, not, not separating out these compartmentalized domains, like being at ease in yourself. In, all, in whatever domain you happen to be in at the moment. Like, like talk to us. You, you mentioned something to this effect in, the, in our coaching group this morning about being yourself in all domains. I can't remember how you framed it, but that idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, so this is where a lot of people, they get held up because they think it has to be perfect. Yeah. Because they start thinking about the 10,000 people that might watch it. And yeah. what if I mess it up? Yeah. Right, you asked me earlier, like, oh, you did you started really when you are eight. No, it was actually 11. I messed up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't overthink it. No, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I gave myself permission to sometimes be inaccurate. And a lot yeah. of people, will be a hard time. Because I know folks that will not go to camera unless they know a 1,000% yeah. what they're going to say is 100% true mm. and good. Yeah, Do you dude. know the level of pressure that's going to bring? Oh, man. So I always remind people, like, if you have <clears throat> friends and they like you, the good news is... Other people will, too. Sure. (laughs) And there's 8 billion people on Earth, and there's these social platforms that will allow you to go viral in front of millions of people that then follow you. You don't even need a followership anymore. That's the beauty. Like, in the last few years, the thing that has absolutely shifted is every one of these platforms, from YouTube to TikTok to Instagram to Facebook, will literally allow your content to go viral if you have something worth saying. And I'll tell you what goes viral Somebody who's speaking authentically, their truth. Mm. Yeah. You know, it doesn't go viral. Highly produced videos. Sure. Mm. So you, you, you guys look at your feed. You will not see a highly produced video with a woman or a man in a suit talking about powerpoints. Yet, yeah. that's where a lot of people want to start. That's where I started. I thought, oh, I gotta mm. wear a suit and tie. I gotta mm. play the part. And now I realize I'm just gonna I'm gonna speak my truth. Yeah. Mm. Right.
2: That reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. This whole idea of being authentic and letting that shine through again, which is a vulnerable position to be in, is the most um, uncomfortable thing you can be is the inauthentic you, something to that effect. Mm. But it's true. Like once, you've re- once your truth is out there, it's actually really freeing. And, th- and the camera sharpens you up, even though you do it not being perfect, which no one is. And again, perfection is the enemy of execution. So just being in front of the camera, it's amazing how much scar tissue you quickly get, especially if you're consistent, you're repetitive, but a lot of people get in, it, it's scary, they get out of the safety bubble, and they retreat really quickly. This is a long game. It took Dan countless years be, before he became a recognizable face. It didn't happen overnight. I think a lot of people didn't happen in year one, month one, let alone year one. Well, what about year seven before there magically seems to be of some breakthrough? That is actually the truth. You gotta be consistent and you do it for the sake of doing it. And I like the, putting a why behind personal brand alongside one to build business and achieve dreams. Now the why's actually become more of a dominating reason. But for me, I see all, I have so many whys. But in society, there's so many things I don't like that I see on TV that emotionally charge me. Personal brand has allowed me to pour that negative energy in there and turn it and it naturally turns into positive energy, where I'm now fighting back in a way that actually helps somebody, it serves somebody. And, it, and the other thing is like, oh, well, it's, it, that, that, that stuff's hurting kids. I don't want to participate. You get a lot of people like that, right? Well, if you're not participating, these young children that are hooked on it, they're growing out of it. They're right out of the womb. They're hooked on technology. If you don't show up there and, and be a light in the darkness, then you're making it much easier for evil to win. Lightness has to show up and do the hard work. And you need to use the tools that are around you to do it. But you can't just... Give up. Wave the white flag. You got to show up and fight. So for me, I put why and I attached it to there and it's created much more meaning for it. And that's helped me pass my insecurities because I know there's a lot of old Eric Rocks that I can help. There's a ton of them. But one thing I want to slip in here, another huge asset to personal brand is a lot of people will say, well, I'm already doing that. I'm, but I'm doing it through my company, like okay, yeah,
0: yeah. No, they're not doing it the way we're talking about. Not at all. They're no. they're
2: doing it through the the lens of the company. This this will help you. And I never heard anyone say this before. But we had Jen Gottlieb on our show, and Jen said something I never heard before. She said with personal brand, she goes, I've seen this with so many founders. They build up this company. They spend eight years. They build this beautiful brand. And then they sell it, and they're left with no user base. They're gone. That user base is absorbed by the new by the new owner or the new company yeah. that, that that absorbed it. And now that person has to start over. Personal brand, when built alongside of it, it carries on to your death. And really, if it's done right, it can become this beautiful timeline of creation that will be there for all the time. You can't, it, like, if you were going to send one person, like, you're, like, give, like a business card, you're trying to get someone to, to see what you do, be in, interested in what you do, remember your name... There's nothing more powerful than a personal brand because it theoretically is a timeline of your heart, your soul, your passion, your vulnerabilities, your wins, your failures. If it's done right, it's all of it. It's the living, breathing embodiment in a timeline of you. It shows when you started in the game, the first breath, and it shows where you left off. So I've always looked at it like a unique timeline. If I'm going to meet Mark Cuban right now, Mark Cuban's sitting right there, I got one minute to send him somewhere. Where am I going to send him? That's a hard question for most people to ask. Now, if you have a personal brand or even alongside that, a brand in and of itself where social media is being represented in a way that showcases how the community feels about you, it's a living, breathing thing where you see the engagement, how you connect. That's a really cool thing. It's such a gift and a tool. It, but you can't look at it as like something that's bad for society when society's already think, hooked on
1: it. I think that's the frame. It might even be a good kind of segue question. You saying, once you got clear on your why... Yeah, that 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 kind of opened the gates to leveraging it was the tools. At, I was too at insecure, I was too yeah. Big yeah. of a pussy. And, and I think when people, and I'm new to this in terms of like <laughs> putting energy into brand or social media, but uh, you know, love's tireless when you when you when you align it with a higher aim. All of a sudden, willingness is there. I think it's often just a reframe about what is this tool, what purpose does it serve, how do you. How would you speak to that, Dan? In terms of like, um, you know, buy back your time. I think it's like downstream reflection of of like a higher. You you spoke to this earlier this morning. Like one of your your highest aims in life, like your highest vision, the fuel fuel behind the book, behind what you do for your family. Why even pour into brand at all? Mm. What is that for you?
0: For me, it's really. I've got two focuses in my life. I've got a focus to try to become. The person I think I was created in my creator's image, right? Right. Like the 10.0 version of myself, right? The greatest self. Some people say become the person you needed most in your darkest days. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Who would Dan at 17 listen to? At 16 listen to? And it's not a lot of people, dude. Like I'm like, shit, I'm not that guy. Like at 15, at 14, Mr. Know It All, Smart Alec, drug addict. Like, would he have listened to this, Dan? Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, I still got some, I got to go, you know, unless I'm showing up and I own the country, like I'm just, you know, like you got to become the person you would have listened to or needed the most. Right. And then share that person with the world. And here's why. And I think one of my favorite, I have like hundreds of different reasons why I create content, but one of my favorites is anytime I see anything in the world or something happens to me that I don't agree with, I don't have to say anything. So I could be sitting here and see a business owner fight with a customer. Mm. And if I feel called in my heart to say something, I write it in my phone. And I use that moment to drive my content. Everything I ever talk about mm. is driven by my experiences, either my challenges, but more importantly, all the times I wanted to open my mouth when I was never invited, I don't have to say anything. I've got a whole list of but things in have a channel notes. for that, yeah. yeah, and I go to my team and I say, ask me about this. I use the story, anonymize it enough, but Perfect. specific enough, yeah. to create the container and then share my perspective on it because if, I didn't have it on my heart to help solve that problem. It wouldn't even resonate with me. Yeah, it wouldn't
1: be fresh or interesting. But man, how
0: cool is it that I get to go through the world and see opportunities for other people to help themselves and not get in a conflict with them, but instead use that to communicate to my audience Mm -hmm. and say things like, I don't know who needs to hear this. But it's on my heart. I saw this scenario this morning it reminded me of this principle. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm telling you man that is probably if, if nobody even followed me, I think that's the coolest one of the coolest things about creating content. Yeah. It's so cool.
2: Yeah. You 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 say this quote, "Be a lighthouse, not a tugboat." That's 100% that concept. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Who's a lighthouse for you? Oh, right so right many now. people.
0: Um, like I'll, I'll give some shout outs to people that really inspire me on social there's uh, I'd say Cody Sanchez people mm. aren't watching Cody she's just you can just tell the people that put in the work yeah. right even like writing a book there's a lot of people that write books truth is many of them hired ghost writers they didn't actually write the book you can kind of tell if you know the person mm. you read my book you know I wrote the book yeah. like, it was a labor of love Cody is doing the reps in her content I can see it it's, yeah. it's connected to her heart I would say Pace Morby in the real estate space, dude, God, he shows up, he he gives everything. It's almost like one of my philosophies around content as well is I want to die empty. Like I literally want to die yeah. with it all out. And mm-hmm. when you're somebody that reads every morning and goes to seminars and has a coach, you're learning so much yeah. that you're almost like worried there's not enough time in a day to, yeah. to mm-hmm. put it out. And like Pace really inspires me. Cody really inspires me. Grant Turner Um, said that.
2: He goes, I want to reach the the gates of heaven exhausted. Yeah.
0: Just, just, just know like, you know, Jeff Bezos (laughs) calls it the regret minimization strategy. I don't want, I want to. wait If it's my last, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this, but if it is my last day, my last moment, my last breath, I want to know, I'm, I, I did the things that I wanted, like yeah, I knew right. I should be doing. And if it's not, I'm going to fix it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So those people are lighthouses for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll mm.
2: see Pace next week. So I Such met him a couple of dude. times. I'm
0: going to be near him
2: next week. So I'll, I'll make sure I reference this, that you're his lighthouse. <laughs> Pace is a good dude. Oh, I've told him. He, he impresses <laughs> me. <laughs> that's cool. So uh, another thing that, that I, it's another statement that someone else said, but I love how you like you cured some thoughts around it. The most common thing in the world as a consistent man with no results, so common. That was a Wes Watson mm-hmm. who's really hot right now. Quote, but it is so true though. Like it's so true. A lot of people they they just can't figure it out. They can't. You, you know, they know can't what it Figure is? out how to get
0: momentum. Yeah. What? I'll tell you what it is, man. And it's gonna it's gonna piss them off once they realize this. It's fifteen to twenty percent more effort. Hmm. I can prove oh, it. Oh wow! It's literally fifty. Yeah, if they knew that it yeah. was so close, it'd be yeah. it would upset them. Yeah. Think about the guy that wakes up or the girl wakes up every week to eat consistent and go to the gym. Yeah. From Monday to Friday. Yeah. And Friday night or Saturday they have a cheat meal. Yeah. And the cheat true. meal turns into a cheat day. That turns into a cheat weekend. Yeah, yeah. And they lose all the wins they made Monday to Friday. Yeah. It's, it's not a lot of extra work to stand out. That's why they say the last mile is hmm. usually empty. There's so a There's nobody there. Jordan
1: Peterson had a great clip on that where Data demonstrates like in any industry that the people who are three five Xing their their competitor, they really do put in fifteen percent more in their schedule. It's just it a right. little bit more. It comes down to like three forty eight PM. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, I could yeah. probably do four more sales calls or whatever the activity well, is. And, and that it, and that
2: brings up the, the goal then is to separate yourself from the hurt It's to just be someone that's separating. Yeah. From the from yeah. the competition, from the masses. You should always be asking yourself, how do I separate? How do I, would, I become a separator?
1: I would say it's one other thing, too. You know, it's that intangible. I mentioned earlier in our coaching group uh, when I first started following Dan, I was struck that, you know, software, you know, your, your, your domains of expertise weren't familiar to me, yet I was following you. And I think another separator is, is the heart behind the matter, like the man who's working hard.
2: Yeah, that was intentional. But,
1: but it's maybe it's coming out of an anxiety or personal gain or fear of security and then the man is putting the same work, but yeah. you detect it's an earnest effort to serve others, to contribute. Well, we talked about that. Human this. beings pick that up. Yeah. It's all nonverbal. That's
0: we why didn't. AI could never manufacture uh, Richmond, true. north of Richmond. Exactly. You just can't. It's like, yeah. even drummers know this. Like, I remember I was, we were doing this event and we had a professional drummer and he goes, if you just set up a robot, that like you would hear it and it would feel flat. Yeah, yeah, right. It's the spirit. But he goes, of it. watch the way I drum when I drum. And, he, and he's and he's doing the motion and it's got a vibe. And he's like, yeah. see, like it's like a skateboard or snowboard. I grew up skateboarding, right? Style. Yeah. Right? Any let's call yeah. it like a guy that looks like a dad, he does a kickflip. It's like, yeah. well, they ain't got no style, man. It's robotic. Yeah. But yeah. you get like somebody that's got just a style, yeah. same trick, and it then people pay attention, they watch. It's the it factor. It's sure. the it's the heart. Heart and I it, think a yeah. lot of people out of fear of being judged or fear of creating conflict or fear of not succeeding, they they take the heart out of it. Yeah, add it back in, yeah. and it'll change everything in your results. Yeah, yeah
1: same output.
0: We were on a yeah.
2: mastermind call. We did talk about this, so where you were given advice, but the advice was really, I think, something that came from like a history for you where you made a conscious decision that I have to I have to really get become diverse. And expand outside of my comfort zone and you Dude, know make sure Ed Milet.
0: I'll, sure, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give him a shout out. And I remember I was at his house, we were doing a coaching session, and I and I gave him permission to be absolutely brutally honest. <laughs> yeah. Like you, I, you have to tell people some people do not yeah. know how to get feedback. Yeah. Like you cannot hurt my feelings. Sure. I want to be the best in the world at this. The only way I could ever even potentially have a shot is if you give yeah. me real feedback. Yeah. Through that lens, can you please tell me, look brilliant. at my content, I'll give you the space and tell me what I'm missing. Sure. He goes, yeah. "I already know, brother, what you you know. Yeah, Wes, yeah, yeah. I already know, brother, what you missing." And I I'm was like, there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "What?" That was, that was cool. Yeah, he goes, "You're too clinical." Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. He goes, "You're br- you're brilliant." He goes, "Dude, yeah, you're yeah. like you are you know so much." Yeah. but you're, you're there's, clinical.
2: yeah, I get that. But yeah, you, you yeah, have evolved yeah. since then. I, yeah. Well, I, the hopefully I'm courage. a good coachy. Yeah. Like I,
0: I looked at well, it and I said, well, yeah. who's not that? Who yeah. are the best? Eric, you're amazing. And it's not that you're not clinical. It's just, you put the heart into it. And, and yeah. to me, like, I'm gonna do the reps to become a person who yeah. can communicate and really pull on the heart And it, it goes
1: back to your friends because I'm sure your friends wouldn't say what they love most about you is your clinical. Like when you're laughing heartily and like like they're feeling no. the heart of you, yeah. they're not like I hang no, out with Dan because he's clinical. No. They're they're getting the full self-expression. Yeah, right.
0: Which if is, anything, I gotta figure out how to capture that on camera. It's hard to get on camera. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes it, it,
1: time, it, it, yeah. it doesn't just happen. I think that's why what we, what we admired, I mean, since the dawn of man, before technology, mankind has admired the man yeah. who is self-expressed and free in his being with whomever he is with. Do you the want to hear a good one? Prince to on the pauper. Yeah, give me one.
0: The person who has no secrets is the freest person in the room. Uh, yeah. Amen. It's cool. You're you're that's free true. if if that's if, true. if yeah. yeah. And, and said that, but I just love that concept of the person with no secrets is the freest yeah. person in the room.
1: Love that. There and a layer to that I've heard is you know. To the degree you've owned your downside, you're just emotionally yeah. free. Like Matt, God, you could be so blankety blank. Yeah, bro, that's Jack's for openers. Give it. I know that. You know, I know. Yeah. you're yeah. just free.
2: Yeah, he is free. He he goes to to topics that a lot of people, you know, they, they, for their ego reasons, they try to hide, or they may, for other reasons they may not want to show up. Dan gives it all away. He's not afraid to talk about his jet and how that's bought him time back. He literally is is manufacturing yeah. time by being able to travel in a way that most yeah. people can't.
0: A lot of people don't want people to see that. They have all their reasons. It's which, I coach a client that he's, he's hundred million. He's got a jet, and I was like, "He, I go, dude, why, are you, why is your content so fucking boring?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, he, and he's like, "Well, I'm trying." I go, "Dude." Yeah. You uh, literally, if I show you, his account, I'll show you his account, and you'll be like, Come "He has a on. jet, really?" He you'll look at it. it and you'll go, "Yeah, they really." They, they I only mean, hold back. They're he t- looks like a dad. Yeah. I said, "Dude, you look like a boring suburban yeah. dad. Like you, like so many
2: sh- people are like that. They hold yeah. back. They don't. They don't get like Dan. When you only think about serving people and getting people's wheels yeah, to yeah, turn, you you're not a, so a, impressed with, his head. with being yeah. egotistical. I gotta say this. I
0: remember, so I'm talking to him, and I go, "Do you not believe you're successful?" And he goes, "No." Okay. <laughs> yeah. I go okay. What what was your revenue last year? Like add all the empire yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. What was it? He gave me the number. I googled what percent of businesses get to that level of revenue. He's in the 0.013% range.
1: 0.01
0: 0.013. 0.013. Dang statistically speaking, your comment and your belief is factually incorrect. Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah. Mm. What's what, your, what's, what? What's holding what up? What needs to happen for you to yeah. finally mm-hmm. admit that you are successful? So I, 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 I invited him slash told me better fucking do it or I'm going to get mad at him. Yeah, yeah. That every time he shoots a video, he says, here's what a multi-million dollar person like, you know what I mean? Like say it, say it you're either. a multi-millionaire. multimillionaire. Oh, I'll listen if I see you talking about your daily productivity, but not if I don't know who yeah, you are, man. Yeah. The messenger actually matters. Yeah. And, um, and,
1: and, and to have the true humility is owning what you are. Like, you know, people out of pride or, or insecurity will feign that they're not the thing, but the really humble person's like, I do play the guitar exquisitely. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I do have a jet. Yeah. He has no, I mean, it's just what he is.
2: Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan's obviously the guy that has a lot of demand around him. And that demand outside of success, which really became a foundation for him to have a voice that's worth listening to, mm. he put himself out there. And after you know years and years and years of doing this, the reward is now there's a million people that want to be sitting in these two seats. He built demand around him. And it really is like him stepping out in the light And to me, when I was thinking about the best version of myself, I know that I must be serving in a large capacity. That's gonna require some sort of arena, some sort of stage. It really is like a a metaphor for many different things. It doesn't have to be the batter's box. I just like the sports analogies. Man in the arena is one of my favorite quotes ever. But I do imagine my life at its highest and best use. Like I'm uncomfortable, I'm on the stage, I'm serving, and for that reason there's a large demand around me. What I do with that demand is smart. I capitalize, I make sense, but it's all with mission and serving as my primary and the truth barometer of wanting yeah, yeah, to punch yeah. back against evil, like I do. It, it aligns me where I'm not so afraid to put it out there. And be, so often in the past I'd be so scared to put it out there because what are people gonna think? I don't want people to think I'm this, I don't want people to think I'm that. And I'd be so caught up in it And I don't think the why was strong enough to support that I know I'm helping people. Cause first you gotta get people to stop the scroll. You have to be worth following and listening to. But when you build demand, shit, Dan could have someone spend 30 grand and spend two hours surfing with him right now. And he does. He has people from all over the country flying to Canada that are just wanting to be near that energy. He's such a gift, but there's demand is a real thing. But you, it's hard to build that kind of demand if you have not built anything. And it's even harder if you've not been willing to step into the light and tear, tell and your it, story, and share,
1: share your insight. It's an old idea. It's scriptural. Put the light on a, on a stand. Yeah. And I think success is giving it back.
0: It's, yeah. it's
2: one thing to, 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 to
0: obtain it, to absorb it. That's why it's the second part of what I said. It is it's to be human, right? Yeah. It's like become the best version of yourself and then right. teach others how to Got to give it away. Give it yeah. all away 100%, ungated, all of it. Like, I remember I was coaching a client, they're like, all of it? Yeah. yeah. I virtually took their face and I coddled <laughs> it, and I said, <laughs> all. all of it. <laughs> you know that thing you don't want anybody to know that you yeah. think is your secret sauce? Yeah, That's yeah. your next video. <gasps> yeah, yeah oh, Eric did and that. guess what? That uh, will be the no, thing that true. sets you apart. And yeah. you think, like, this is the fear. They're like, but I, but that's my best Someone thing. else will go do it. Somebody else is going to do it, and yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. People are not yeah, yeah, going to yeah. not, not come to you because you It's the you first gave
1: principle. Them. Just trust Your future's handled if you just give.
0: Yes, like, yeah. it, and I'll tell you, it's a process of getting comfortable with that. But I'll tell you, the first time you, you do it and then it comes back, yeah. You, you get a little feedback <laughs> yeah. when you're like, a little I behavioral good stuff
1: here. Yeah, yeah,
2: Go it, put that out. Like, I, think, literally. I think it helps build yeah. the confidence, the self confidence, the self worth. I think that, 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 that actually the lens that's, that's reflecting back on you it is the best way to develop real self confidence. And so if you lack self confidence, like obviously the gym's going to help, eating healthy, all that it helps, all that kind of energy built around it. But there is no truth barometer like the camera. And most people, yeah. once they're in it, they run it, the fuck it, away from it. Me. it
1: really, I mean, I love, even it's like with children, the only way to build self-confidence is through their own subjective experience. You just can't tell them they're great. They have to, like, do the thing. So you step, on the, you step out into the light and do the thing. You have that. The confidence is just there. It's a consequence of doing it. Yeah,
2: that's why I feel bad for kids that are gifted everything. Like, you know what I mean? Or like that, I wouldn't want that. I just
0: wouldn't. You wouldn't. That's not how you create a person that's got capacity. Like when you said, like, if I had to design an environment for somebody to become successful, like no pressure, no diamonds, you would never do that. You would want, now it doesn't mean their whole life has to be that, but you'd want to allow them to struggle. You don't want trauma. No, (laughs) no, allow them to, but it could be as simple as just like, let them, Tie their own shoelaces. Yeah, Yeah. I love you had a great
1: reel on that. Let them, don't, they they say that in nursing homes. Don't don't, handicap your kids. Yeah, don't do things for an old Like, if you want someone to have dignity, you don't do anything for them in the nursing home that they can't do. Everybody's like, oh, let them, same with children, same with. Sure. And And the
2: childhood experience is changing rapidly from when we were kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, the things that I was doing in summer when summer's off, like I Freedom. can't imagine any yeah. parents I know letting their kids be gone for nine hours at ten yeah, years I
0: just old, not even house. seeing them. No one even cared.
2: <laughs> I was, I had my Red Rider BB gun, I had a little weird a vest little, on, like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I don't know what <laughs> yeah. I was doing, but I was
0: gone. You were <laughs> yeah, acting yeah. like Elmer
2: Fudd. I was yeah. gone yeah, in yeah. the summer. I that lived serves, in the desert. Man. That serves. But now it is a different landscape for children. There's so much technology. They're absorbed in little yeah. things. The human experience is not there. But Part of what we're doing is recognizing that to keep this thing going, this idea of freedom, which is anything, again, we know that this is like a, a scientific law, where any time there, there's light, there must be a darkness somewhere close by, or like, you know, it's a, for every force is an opposite, an equal reaction, or whatever the, the, the phrase, but the bottom line is, is where there's good, there must, there's evil there. And so for, for us, like being stewards of our gifts and assets, we have to fight against that. There's some of these things that are creeping in on society, you look at history, history is a, a, it just replays itself. It does, it goes in cycles. I think the best way to save this thing is to have a lot more Dan's step up, people that have capacity to help and serve. And, and, and Matt Laughlin's and Eric crocks and Colton's, Like we need to stand up. And this is, I mean, you gotta go where it's hard, where the scare and the fear and the hardship is where all the breakthroughs are. But this is a primary example of, of a place that so many people are afraid to go near. They kind of want to absorb it all. And, like, I'm, we're, we're, all of us are saying, nope, give it away. Like, step it out. Break through. And I know there's a lot of people right now watching this, and they're chewing on this thought. Mm. They're thinking, how do I do it?
0: Mm. I'm going I'm to give them the call to action. Yeah, okay. Okay? Pull Start. out your phone, record yourself, and post it on Facebook Reels or Instagram Reels. Like, post it. And here's why. It's only up for 24 hours but just live with it up there. Like I yeah. really cut my teeth back when Periscope became a thing because yeah. there's something beautiful knowing that I only had 24 hours yeah. to deal or yeah. live with the, the, the yeah. byproduct. Yeah. And, and it got me comfortable on camera. Say something profound. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, but just everybody listening, go record something. And ideally it's something that you don't agree with that you experienced today so that you could take that Easy. moment yeah. and gift it to the world. What I
1: love about that, that gem you shared is it's based on truth. It's based on a real experience, a real observation. And I think when people speak in the abstract, we know it's abstract. But you it's, feel it, yeah. But when it's based on like a grounded actual phenomena, yeah, yeah, it radiates. I challenge Colton, like, this our camera guy right here.
2: I've, I've challenged him. Remember when I did this with you, Colton? I challenged him. He's so good behind the camera. He's there. I'm like, how come I don't see your fucking face everywhere? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, you're so talented. Like, you're, you're this young hip town. There's there all these little young micro, yeah. like you know, like camera dudes out there that need to know. He's like, good looking. He's got a good
1: smile. He's got he's a got Great
2: personality. He's easy to be around. Is I'll he single, him. man? Holy, let's get him. I would take him anywhere in the world. I'd take him around, even though he's got his own style and his own pizzazz, like he owns it. He knows who he is. And for, for a young guy like that, he's, he, he's a catch for sure. I would bring him around my billionaire, high net worth you know, partners. Like I would trust him in that environment. Yeah. Why are you not, on, I hardly ever see him on camera. So again, Colton, sorry to put you on the spotlight, but like, yeah, he's yeah. always behind the lens. Yeah. Like for him to come out in front yeah, of the lens, yeah. how
1: much even, more even, that feed his business? Even the most adept technology person has human nature. All of us have it. it none of us are immune to this.
2: Yeah. But how much more business could that potentially drive? Like, it really explore this thought about what personal brand does. You think people are paying oh, totally. him 30K for two hours of wake surfing? Like, quite literally. I know it sounds crazy to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, it understand. is
0: coaching. I'm not running an adventure travel <laughs> company just so people you get it, are though. aware. It's They're the like, energy. Nice 360, it's Dan. The yeah, the yeah, energy. Like, it's damage.
2: hard to do that if he's not putting himself out there for years. That doesn't just show up in your yeah. – that's like a lifetime to be able to, to get that kind of ROI True. on a personal brand. This doesn't happen overnight, but the point is is you can see what he's done with it, how far he's taken. You can see how far the Ed Milets of the world taken it. When I get near that energy, it's contagious, and I want to be that light, that, that lighthouse for anyone else in my life, for people in, in this community of Coeur d'Alene that we yeah. serve. I always want to be that type of energy, so around cold, I'm like –
0: Pull it out, man. Like,
2: step into the but light. I want
0: to say this on that, Eric. This is the coolest part is every time, because I have a ton of friends, and I will tell you they do not produce content.
1: Yeah. I have ton, too, yeah. that don't. Okay.
0: But you got to understand, I, I speak about this. I talk about it. So my, in my head, it's kind of like I was talking yeah. about my new coaching program. I literally coach 17 of my wife's best friends. And she goes, why? I go, because I'm going to make them so successful that they're going to rub off on you. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Because she doesn't, you know, I get it. She doesn't want to be coached by her husband. The same thing is for content. When I see my friends not shining their light, I don't say anything. I go in the studio and I fucking
1: take that and I put
0: it out and I go, how do I triple my output? How can I just... Absolutely shine it so bright that even a micro example of them being inspired by what I'm doing, they go, I should really do it for you you challenge by action yeah and yeah. it's just it's, it becomes my fuel so it's kind of fun because like I don't again it's that lighthouse I don't have to say anything yeah. but they inspire me and they'll never yeah, know yeah, and they'll be like how do I inspire you by not yeah, doing yeah. anything you're telling me I go I know Yeah, so <laughs> I won't you be a do. tugboat anymore to Colton I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. keep shining just keep shining yeah, yeah. so light sooner sure or later you carry like, the message yeah. yeah let the person
1: yeah,
2: once be. he sees the 30k surf yeah. day <laughs> or, or, or the spend a week
0: with a like I mean this is the crazy stuff like I'm yeah I mean or your
1: or your most ideal aligned clients because they know your heart and it's almost like you finish one another's sentences because you're so aligned. I mean, They that, already
0: know you before they show up. Yeah. That's a beauty. I yeah. think like even that's like because you were saying like if Mark Cuban asked you what would you send them? Yep. Imagine you sent that to him, and he doesn't resonate with your thing, so he doesn't reply. Sure. I would much rather that than me fly to Dallas to have a meeting with somebody that once we meet, we know we're not connected. Yeah. I'd rather say, here's who yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. It's all there. It's if, all there, Yeah, it's right there. Go through it. Yeah. If I say anything that would offend you, and to that offense, you would be yeah. mad. Probably let's save ourselves some time. Sure. Because... So like I think that part is also cool. You know, like even play I literally, games, right? yeah, and it, and it acts time. as a filter for people in my yeah. world. Yeah,
2: yeah, it, it is crazy though. Like when you create energy, how much energy comes to you? How deal flow comes oh, to that's you? That's good. It's funny. We're talking about uh, this twenty six year old who's in our group, really successful, and he's trying to raise money. He's around like traditional money raisers for capital. And he's decided to go all in on personal brand and to make that his primary goal, which I champion and I think it's very smart. It's going to take time. He's the guy that asked you earlier. Yeah, this yeah, and I remember about, who he is. About yeah. patience. About, I want to do it now, yeah. but he is talented. The kid raised fifty million dollars or something last year. But you know, so for a twenty-six-year-old, like he's doing well, but. I, I understand the sentiment because when you really consider like how many eyeballs are out there, always absorbing and, and always watching, this is the world we live in, whether you like it or not. We are a consumer world. You go to restaurants, everyone's stuck there. For you not to take this seriously as part of your business, it, 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 it's kind of foolish, actually. And if you think, well, I want to be a smart business guy, you have to consider his ability to, to raise capital because he does something profound, he, he makes philanthropy part of the game, giving back, how he does it, there's so many different ways that you can create energy around it. His ability to be known is, is 10 times that of some hidden face that's making random phone calls or showing up to, to, to things where there's no like, some, there's nothing in the universe to support. It's such a, it's an old way of thinking and I think yeah. you have to adapt. I mean, really, if you look back in history, I think Ben Franklin are the best names in history. We don't know all the businesses they own or all the accomplishments, but we remember their name. And I you know it, their quotes.
0: Hundred percent. It's content.
2: That's yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of
0: people who are more successful than Ben Graham and Ben yeah, Franklin yeah, and all yeah. these people, but like, yeah. they didn't write anything down.
2: Can I? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have to slip this in there. I saw a random thing about Amelia Earhart. Okay, now there was other female pilots out there during her time. She had, for three years, she had someone that lived with her around the world full-time taking photographs of her and really early, early videography of Amelia Earhart as she traveled the world by plane. You think all those countless newspaper photos and clippings were all an accident? She was very intentional about it. She was a smart woman. She knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. The reason her name is cemented in history is because she understood something that we are talking about right now, and that is the power of personal brand. It's undeniable. So, cool. so yeah. again, like highest and best use. But again, why do 98% of people die without achieving their dreams? Like The fear that holds them back is something that keeps them trapped in the rat race. So you got to figure out where those pressure points are and figure out how to break fucking right through them. Tack them. Yeah, there's a lot of gifts in this conversation. It'll serve a lot
1: of people. That's great. It's cool. Dan, thank you for being here. Yeah, Dan's oh, my a, pleasure, man do fucking so amazing.
0: Yeah. Dude, well, I want you to write a book, man. I want to read Welcome. your book. Dude, I'm, he's writing one. Can't I'm go. writing one, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Yeah.
1: This was a rare opportunity to be with a man Eric and I both admire to death. We have a crush on him. We love him. <laughs> we admire him in business. <laughs> Take your yeah. hand off me, Dan. No, he's got I'm a great fun. sense of humor. He's just... Please get to know him because he's one of the most practical dudes in his space and his heart man just getting to know more today just makes me admire him all the more so thank you for listening tune in i'm a, I'm a, I'm
2: a man on a mission i'm a man on a mission